节目。This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to the news on Radio Taiwan International. I'm John Van Trieste, coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. We begin with a look at today's top stories. Taiwan becomes the first country in Asia to legalize same-sex marriage. Foreign Minister Joseph Wu criticizes Beijing for blocking Taiwan from WHO technical meetings, and renowned Chinese-American architect I M Pei has died at the age of 102, leaving behind an architectural legacy in Taiwan. But first, today's top story: Taiwan has legalized same-sex marriage, making it the first Asian country to do so. On Friday, the legislature passed a bill giving same-sex couples the right to register their marriages. Though the bill does not allow for marriages between Taiwanese nationals and citizens of countries where same-sex marriage is not also legal, it represents a milestone for Taiwan's LGBT rights movement. The bill is set to take effect on May 24th. Nearly 40,000 supporters of same-sex marriage gathered outside of the legislature Friday morning ahead of a historic vote. Bracing heavy rain, they held rainbow flags and carried roses, chanting, "We want to get married." Though a government-sponsored bill up for a vote on Friday grants same-sex couples the right to marry, not all feel that this is enough. Jennifer Liu, the convener of an equal marriage rights platform, says. It's regrettable that adoption rights are not included in the bill. Opponents of same-sex marriage, meanwhile, said that the government disregarded the results of a referendum on same-sex marriage held last year. In the end, the legislature approved the government's bill, marking a momentous step forward for LGBT rights in Asia. Paula Chow, RTI News. Foreign Minister Joseph Wu has expressed strong criticism of Beijing for blocking Taiwan from technical meetings organized by the WHO. At a press conference Friday, Wu said China has claimed that it has taken proper care of the health needs of Taiwan's 23 million people. However, Wu said that the Chinese government has never had any jurisdiction over Taiwan. Wu said that because of pressure from China, over 70% of Taiwan's applications to attend WHO technical meetings between 2009 and 2018 were rejected. Wu said Taiwan's allies and other friendly countries will propose a pro-Taiwan motion at the upcoming meeting of the World Health Assembly, the WHO's decision-making body. Health Minister Chen Shih-chung is set to lead a Taiwanese delegation to Geneva to seek global support on the sidelines of the event, while also raising Taiwan's international profile. Chen says that while Taiwan has not been invited to attend the World Health Assembly for three years, the government will keep pushing Taiwan's bid to take part as an observer once again. World-renowned architect I M Pei has died at the age of 102. The Chinese-born architect passed away in New York on Thursday. Born in China's southern Guangdong province in 1917, Pei went to the United States at the age of 18. He studied architecture at MIT and Harvard. Pei is best known for his Louvre pyramid, a glass structure which has become a major landmark in Paris since its opening in 1993. Pei's other notable works include the National Gallery of Art's East Building in Washington D.C., the Bank of China Tower in Hong Kong, and the John F. Kennedy Library in Boston. In Taiwan, Pei's greatest legacy is the Luce Chapel, designed for Central Taiwan's Donghai University in 1963. The chapel is constructed without the use of beams or pillars, and is known for its resemblance to two hands pressed together. 
Over the past few decades, the Luz Chapel has become an emblem of Donghai University and a must-see spot for tourists visiting central Taiwan. In April, the Cultural Ministry designated the chapel as a national heritage site. Listen! Are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Taipei Mayor Ko Wenzhou says the city will apply for the right to host the 2030 Asian Games. Ko was speaking on Friday morning while visiting the 2019 Taipei Tourism Expo. Ko said that after the success of the 2017 Taipei Universiad, or Student Games, he believes Taipei is capable of hosting the Asian Games. He said the Department of Sports is drawing up a plan to apply for the hosting rights. He also says the Games will be an opportunity for Taiwan to connect with the world. Asked about possible interference from Beijing in the application process, Ko said he will try his best to push Taipei's bid forward. He also said he hopes both sides of the Taiwan Strait can promote mutual understanding while maintaining their respective political stances. Civic groups are calling on the government to introduce family care leave. The goal is to allow employees more time to care for aged family members while ensuring they can still keep their jobs. Taiwan society is aging. The growing number of senior citizens means that elderly care is increasingly important and increasingly difficult for those who work during the day to provide. Mr. Tsai is one of many workers in Taiwan who struggle with the problem of caring for elderly parents. He says both his parents suffer from dementia. He worries about how to keep up with the demands of caring for them without losing his job or risking his financial security. Several civic groups have stepped in in an effort to ease difficult situations like Mr. Tsai's. They are calling on the government to mandate time off for workers who must temporarily leave their jobs to take care of older family members. Group representatives say the allotted period could range from 30 days of paid leave to 150 days of leave without pay. One group, the Awakening Foundation, has proposed subsidizing family care leave by raising the employment insurance premium by 1%. The Labor Ministry says it is collecting input from different groups and will hold meetings in June to allow employers and employees to discuss the matter. Jake Chen, RTI News. In Taiwan, messaging app Line is perhaps the most popular way to keep in touch with people. But for many workers, it's also a source of dread, an easy way for bosses to give out extra assignments even after the workday is over. According to government rules, this extra work qualifies as overtime. But even the most litigious workers will find that actually getting paid is a challenge. For many workers in Taiwan, the workday doesn't stop with the end of business hours. Even after they go home, many will have to deal with a stream of messages from their bosses about extra work that still needs to be done. This extra work should count as overtime, and the rules about payments are clear. Time in a third for the first two hours of work, and time in two-thirds for every hour after that. Companies that don't pay up can be fined up to 1 million NT dollars, or 32,000 US dollars. How should workers prove how much overtime they've done, though? It's a tricky thing to do in court, even with screenshots of the messages from the boss. Workers are being advised to ask their bosses directly to agree on payment ahead of time by estimating how long a task is likely to take. John Van Trieste, RTI News.
A group representing Malaysian alumni of Taiwanese universities has sent a delegation on a visit to several schools in Taiwan's south. The group also headed north to visit the Overseas Community Affairs Council, the Education Ministry, and the legislature. It also met with Vice President Chen Jianren. Malaysia is Taiwan's biggest source of overseas students, with more than 16,000 currently enrolled in Taiwanese higher education programs. This is thanks in part to scholarship opportunities, as well as successful promotional efforts in Malaysia. Education Minister Pan Wenzhong has pledged support for the alumni organization's educational activities. Meanwhile, the Education Ministry's Chief Secretary, Zhu Nanshan, has called the visiting group proof of the quality of Taiwan's higher education system. The 2019 Taipei Tourism Exposition launched on Friday at the Taipei World Trade Center. The expo is being hosted by the Tourism Bureau. Fifty local and foreign travel agencies are taking part, as are a number of airlines and hotel chains from around the world. Tourism firms are offering travel packages, including discounted flights, meals, and stays in hotels and resorts. The expo will run through May 20th. Thanks for joining me for the news. I'm John Van Trieste. Stay tuned for another 50 minutes of English language features brought to you by Radio Taiwan International.